This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hi, my name is Emily Cornell. Hi, my name is Emily Jarenka. And this is Sports and Corks. Yay, so exciting. We're starting the first episode, um, I guess, to kick it off. Um, again, this is Emily Cornell, and I am coming from a background of having worked in college athletics, um, doing marketing, and like growing up watching a lot of soccer and a lot of football. And then um, now I live in Austin, so I hear a lot about the Texas Longhorns, but I remain a Wyoming Cowboy fan through and through. <laughs> Go Pokes! <laughs> Go Pokes! And uh, I'm Emily Jarenka, and I also started out working in college athletics. That's kind of my background in sports. And Emily and I, we met each other when we were working in the athletic department at the University of Colorado in Boulder. And we had the same job title, so we were counterparts, and through that became best friends. So why not? start a podcast where we're talking about our favorite things. And currently, I um, am in my first job working in professional sports here in Denver, uh, doing community relations for a couple of the teams here. So that is my story. And from our backgrounds, like collectively working in sports, this will kind of inform like the topics of this podcast of being like sports, but also how it relates to like pop culture and how it just kind of comes into like our everyday lives. It's not just like we have sports and it doesn't impact any other area of like the world or our lives. Like it's definitely interwoven into our society. And so we'll kind of talk about that, which seems like very broad, but we'll be sure to rein it in and not get too all over the map with things. We'll try our best to not go rogue. (laughs) (laughs) So to kick things off um, with college football starting this week, uh, and next week, it really getting started up. Um, what games are you excited to, or what teams rather are you excited to follow this season? I'm interested to see um, first how Notre Dame performs this year. They're always a team that I kind of want to support, and they just can't quite seem to get things done. So I'm hoping that they um, shake up the college football landscape a little bit, and uh, you know maybe we'll see a team in the college football playoff that is not out of the SEC. Maybe they'll be the ones. Uh, who knows? We'll see. Um, and I'm also interested to see how Utah does this year, just uh, living in the western part of the United States. Um, I like to pay attention to the Pac-12. It's just an entertaining conference. Um, I think Pac-12 after dark games are probably my favorite, one of my favorite things during college football season. So um, they're looking pretty good, and we'll see how they do. What about you? 
Uh, I remain faithful to the University of Wyoming. Uh, they start their season against Missouri, so Ooh. it could be a rough start <laughs> to the football season. Win or lose, we still booze. Um, fortunately, their second uh, game of the season is at Texas State, so oh. nope. it'll be okay. You They'll bounce chalk that up to a W, hopefully. Ooh, I'm, not, I mean, I'm, I'm knocking not. on wood right now for you. Just so you know. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. it you know, they could always drop it. I think it's actually particle board because it's from Ikea, but you know, doing our best. <laughs> I mean, that's that young adult life, yes, right? It like, is. That's your, yep. Your mid twenties. That's what, that's what they're for. So anyone else? But, um, I mean, living again in Austin, I have to kind of follow the longhorns but i think through that like last season my first year living in austin i did follow the longhorns a little bit but it kind of opened it up to like the big 12 Mm -hmm. and so um i'm kind of excited to see how like iowa state will do how the longhorns will do um and then of course like oklahoma will probably just do very well um and then west coast sports in general you know kind of don't get a lot of uh, coverage. People forget because the games start so late. And like you said, Pac-12, like after dark is kind of the most fun college football that people could be watching. But people on the East coast are kind of missing out because they're like, Oh, that game starts too late. Like what do you have to do on Sunday Sunday that's preventing you from watching a nine o'clock kick on Saturday? Like, (laughs) Come on now. Nobody's that busy on a Sunday. I bet like most pastors are watching um, Pac-12 football Saturday night. They're not worried about Sunday morning. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there are a lot of wild things that happen in those games. And usually social media, but specifically the Twitterverse is pretty, pretty good content during those games. So I definitely enjoy that. Uh, anything else about college football to touch on? I think those, those are kind of the big things like next week, things will start going and we'll definitely be able to start, um, really digging into that, having like our game of the week, which might not be limited to college football, but, um, let's be real next week. We're going to have a game of the week that we each are like pumped to watch and, um, you know, maybe the teams that we are excited about now will just completely tank. <laughs> next weekend and we'll be like well i guess it's time to find a new team to be a fan of jump on a different bandwagon for the week uh so what are your thoughts on the upcoming nfl season um i follow college football more than i like following the nfl i think the college football is just more fun um i think because there are a couple days of it you can just like get into it and um, college fans are so much more fun than NFL fans, but, um, I'm excited to see how the Browns do because I love Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, me and every frat bro in America, <laughs> we are just all about Baker. Um, and so it'll be, it'll be fun to see how the Browns do. Um, he has OBJ helping him out. So they could definitely, I don't know if they'll be like the best team by any stretch of the imagination. They'll they'll give us some good content at the very least. Yes, exactly. So I think that'll be fun. And I think um, following 
uh, the Buffalo Bills. You know, I've been a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan since they drafted Josh <laughs> Allen. So <laughs> I um, am always excited to follow how they're doing ever since then. Um, he, had, he did okay in his first season. And um, like my grandmother lives an hour outside of Buffalo. So I feel like I can truly say I'm a go. Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> And what teams are you excited to watch this upcoming season for the NFL? Well, I was born in Seattle and grew up in the Pacific Northwest, so I'm a Seahawks fan, which being in Denver is not the most popular thing, but the more years come between the Broncos' loss to the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, the better that gets, (laughs) I think. So um, I'm interested to see how they do this year. They're definitely in a rebuilding phase, but, you know, I always support them and have seen some uh, challenging years for sure uh, when Matt Hasselbeck didn't have a back, I think. Just, I, I don't know what happened there. but um, So hopefully, you know, they're going to start getting better again. I feel like I'm pretty spoiled as a fan. Um, but other than that, I'm just kind of interested to see how how things shape up with the election coming up and – how the landscape of the NFL is with that. We'll see if there's still a lot of controversy or not there. But um, yeah, excited for all of the sports seasons to start up. Basketball and football are my two favorite sports by far. So we're getting into that time of year, which is exciting. Especially as a Gonzaga alumni. Yes, go Basketball is everything. It is literally everything. <laughs> so... Um, Another random thing that has been entertaining me and also confusing me (laughs) is O.J. Simpson recently joined Twitter. And if you have not watched his videos that he's posted, I definitely recommend checking a couple of them out. This is not an endorsement to follow him on social media (laughs) by any means. Um, But he just... It's just very interesting because he starts out each video by saying, hello, Twitter world. It's me, yours truly. And the way he says it, it just reminds me of the scene in Get Out where the guy's sitting in the chair, he's strapped to the chair, and the TV comes on and the grandpa starts talking. It's just, I don't know if it's the voice or what it is, but it just reminds me of that. And then he always signs off every video with, take care now. And it's just, I'm like, are you on something? I'm, I, it's just very confusing to me. So that's something random that has been just catching my attention. And when I see him on Twitter and him like speaking like that with the get out vibes, it definitely reminds me of... Lakeith Stanfield's character when the the man in like the straw hat who like ultimately is like get out um where he's like for folks who haven't seen get out um we don't want to like spoil the movie but there is a character who he seemed his behavior seems off to um the protagonist who goes home to visit his girlfriend's family somewhere in like upstate New York or New England or wherever. And, um, he comes across this man who his behaviors just don't seem to match like him. And so that's like the OJ thing where I think of that character of just like, he says things that it's just like, Oh, like, 
that doesn't seem to like fit who you are. Like, what are you doing right now? Yeah, it's very weird. Kind of creepy. Um, also, speaking of Get Out, I'm going to shame my brother right now. I mailed him my Get Out DVD, and he has not watched it. I also gave him my HBO login for when that was on HBO, and he didn't watch it. So, Colin, go watch that movie. Um, I don't know how long this is going to take, but I feel like not seeing Get Out could be one of those things where it's like the new, you haven't seen Star Wars? Because there's some people that just will not, they just don't watch it and it's, it becomes their thing. And I just don't get it. I go watch the movie. That's all I have to say. I, I don't know. I feel like Star Wars, like I get when people are like, I haven't seen Star Wars because they're just like, oh, it's super nerdy or it's super faint, whatever. Like I like Star Wars, big fan. Um, but like get out, there's no reason to not have seen it. Like it was kind of branded and marketed as like a horror movie. And like, I'm not a horror movie person in any way, shape or form, but like get out was just, it was such a good movie. It wasn't really that scary. Like on the surface level, like there wasn't anything that was going to jump out and like eat you. I mean, there were some like social themes that are, yes, very horrifying when you think about society, but like as a whole, the movie is just, it, it tells a very impactful or it shows a really impactful view of what we are like when it comes to being um, socially aware in some aspects. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go watch it. This is like, we're endorsing yes. that. 100%. <laughs> endorsement. Uh, what else about get out? I just, I don't know. I feel like, even if you don't like scary movies, you'll you can like this movie. You don't have to be a scary movie person to like it. So don't let don't no. let that uh, scare you off. No, and like Us was definitely oh, scarier than yes. Get Out. Get Out was not 100%. scary. So that was a creepy movie. I like scary yes. movies, and I'm going to be honest. I did not really enjoy that. So <laughs> maybe I need to give it another try. But yeah, I'm too scared to do that. I had to sleep with the light on for a month. <laughs> Oh no. I saw it with uh, two people, one of which hates scary movies, and he was just could not wait for it to be over. Yes. Don't go see that movie. Don't watch that movie if you don't like scary movies. Get out, you'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, another person that's come back onto the scene uh similarly to oj is dennis rodman who i am a huge fan of uh they're putting out a a 30 for 30 about his life called rodman for better or worse um i'm gonna plug espn right now that's gonna be on tuesday september 10th on espn and it just looks really interesting uh it looks like it kind of starts with his childhood which he had a really interesting upbringing uh his dad wasn't really in the picture but um his dad has told him that he has 20 plus siblings like Dennis Rodman has more than 20 siblings that he just doesn't know um which that's an interesting (laughs) interesting situation to be in um 
I can't even imagine. Um, but so it starts out with his childhood, it looks like, and kind of covers his career in the NBA uh, and just how unique of a player and a person he was when he was in the league. And I'm just really interested to see see what they do with that film. And I think it'll be pretty good. It'll definitely be interesting just because of how people think of Dennis Rodman now and like how they definitely viewed him then. Um, While we were alive when Dennis Rodman was like a big deal, it wasn't like a huge part of like our childhood. Um, And so how he would have been viewed today, it, it would have been, it would have been interesting because a lot of NBA players are just so buttoned up. Um, just across yeah, the board, 100%. like the, they only want press if it's good press. If they're opening a school <laughs> in Cleveland or Akron, like that is the only the only press that they want to have. Um, meanwhile, Dennis Rodman like went out of his way to just like be kind of different. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the quotes in the trailer for this 30 for 30 is um someone says he was an accidental hero and I think that's really interesting because you know he has always talked about how he is just unapologetically himself and doesn't care what other people think and I think that like he's just a glaring example of that and now you know we're living in a time where people are more and more comfortable being themselves even if parts of their lives or parts of who they are aren't traditional, I guess. Um, And so I think that's kind of a a really good way to describe it. I mean, for him back then, there was no one doing what he was doing. Um, And I just, I think it's a really interesting topic of conversation. Oh, for sure. It's, it's so much like, there's so much to unpack there. Right. Because like, he just isn't even like within the black community, if you just like, break it down to like one single aspect and you're looking how he interfaces in that um, space. It's just not like, it's so interesting because it's very different from the like masculinity norms and the behavioral norms of like black men, especially who are athletes and you're kind of like glorified within that community. If you were an athletic man, um, and then he yeah. did things that were considered in our culture very like feminine or just like off the wall. And like that's really like within every subgroup in the US, like doing something outside the norm is kind of looked down upon, but like it's it would it's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. And uh it looks like in the thirty for thirty they're gonna talk about how um growing up with his mom and his two sisters kind of influenced his style and um, it's funny because I guess his mom would always tell him that he wasn't good at sports and his sisters were way better than him at sports. And, um, he didn't really ever, like, he never really planned to play basketball professionally, but then he, because he wasn't that good at it. And then he had a growth spurt later on in life and gave it a try again. And, you know, won five NBA titles, which is a pretty crazy mm-hmm. story, but, uh, I'm guessing, you know, probably his, his upbringing and his family situation, you know, potentially could have impacted his style. Oh yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting to think about. Uh, he also, I don't know if he's, he's going to be the one 
to make TikTok super cool, but um, he announced on his Instagram page that he is going off of Instagram and he's just going to be on TikTok. (laughs) And he's posted some pretty funny videos so far. Um, My favorite one was, it was just a video of him and he was talking about how he was at a friend's house and he just grabs this electric toothbrush (laughs) off their counter in the bathroom. And just says, oh, I found a cool motor brush and starts using it, which the thought of using someone's, I'm like, do people come over to my apartment and use my toothbrush? I hope not. Even if we're friends, like, that's just something, you know, don't touch. (laughs) But it was just really funny. I thought that he called it a motor brush. It's just very very interesting person he he just is and like he he was the kanye west before the kanye west yes yes the original kanye except dennis rodman didn't have the kardashians do whatever happened to kanye that made him behave like he's in real life get out (laughs) yeah if you haven't watched um the episode of uh, David Letterman, my next guest with Kanye. I would definitely recommend that. It's pretty interesting. David Letterman goes to their house and tries on a bunch of his easy clothes, which is <laughs> super funny. Because he, I don't know if he's just lying or what, but David Letterman acts like he actually likes these looks that Kanye has put together for him and asks to keep some of the clothes, and he does. And I'm just like, who... Who will think you look good in that? I Maybe don't his wife. Know. Maybe he's going to take her out on date night <laughs> and be like, I'm real hip. I'm wearing Yeezys. Well, it's not just him. It's not just Yeezys. Like, he's got the whole, like, it's stuff from the clothing line with, like, combat boots. Ooh. That's how everyone wants to Which look. Which is a Luke. <laughs> it's very much a Luke. <laughs> For someone oh, like for sure. So, uh, Yeah. Uh, but I would definitely recommend watching that episode if you haven't. It's pretty good. It's, huh. I, yeah. I'm just, I didn't realize he had gone and Kanye dressed him. I can only imagine this older man oh, yeah. dressed that was like Kanye West. It was a whole fashion show situation in their house. So, yeah. Um, do you have a hot take for the week, Emily? Oh. Since you and I are both known for just telling it like we think it um, is, given our yes. hot takes. Well, so I tweeted something this week that I thought, like, I didn't think it would be like a hot take. And it was, I don't want it to be my hot take of this week because it's really not that hot okay. of a take because. Um, but those are the best when people don't think it's, or when you don't think it's a hot take and then other people are. No, I think it was in like agreement, like everyone. So some, oh, someone. Okay from this um website 7220 sports they were like what changes would you like to see for the university of wyoming like football team and i was like mm-hmm. change the run out song to old town road because it's been wanted dead or alive forever like that sounds ever that sounds like gonzaga i think they've used well they switched it but they had used the same song for their pre-game hype video for I don't even know how long, long time. Oh. Now it's, 
now it's a rap song, but which is pretty good. But anyways, I totally get uh, where it's like, you know, it's just time for something yes. new. Yes, like it, and that Old Town Road is the perfect, perfect thing for Wyoming. Well, then someone was like. I mean, someone brought up that it's not like a super like upbeat song. And so I was like, that's fair. Like, it's really not. So you can't just like, yeah, amped. but like, but maybe if there was some sort of a, this is going to sound terrible, but maybe if there was some sort of like an, a good, a solid EDM remix of Old Town Road, where there's a lot of extra uh, instrumentals added in that, that make it, you know, more hype more hypey like i feel like that could work no <laughs> no not even no i can picture i can picture it in my head and it sounds good it's like but. yes what you're saying sounds really good no like the fan base that show up to Juno oh, Field, okay yes yes they like so it's a lot of like older folks who come and fill like one half of the stadium and like Old Town... A suspicious amount of white people. Yes, of course, there's a lot of white people. (laughs) This is Wyoming. (laughs) Like, oh my goodness. Like, when I was in college... Wyoming. Wyoming. I would walk around and be like, how many people of color can I count at on campus? And, like, there's not a lot, fam. But, like, I, I loved my time being a student at the University of Wyoming... Yeah, it's real white. So, like, you got to ease them into, like, new songs that might be hip-hop-y or EDM. Like, it's, it's, okay, just, all right. it's just the nature of these people that are, like, the fans. And I, I love the fans. I think they're great. But um, to do such a rapid change from Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi <laughs> to EDM, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> all right. That's fair. That's fair. That makes um, sense. So that's not like, I, again, I don't want that to be my hot take. Cause I like, I didn't, okay. I'm happy as long as it changes because I think that school universities, this goes back to like the fun of college sports and the fun of like fan engagement and like making it like a really fun experience. Um, you can change the, the intro song. Like that's a different way. It kind of, it gets people paying attention because if you have the same song for 10 years, people are going to show up and they're going to know what's going on. They're like, Oh, all right here. He's talking about a steel horse. I don't really have to pay attention, but you like that your video (laughs) department puts so much work into those like opening or those like intro videos and like the marketing and promotions department puts so much work into like that game in game experience that like, yeah, change Mm -hmm. it up just a little bit so like fans remain engaged every season those uh pre-game videos that they play are they can be super exciting and become a tradition of their own um, yeah i mean yeah that's how it was at gonzaga basketball games if you haven't seen any videos of the student section there just go on youtube and search gonzaga kennel and um I'm sure you'll find some good ones, but people are so in unison and it's like, I think a lot of schools are afraid to, you know, try new things because no, nothing is ever going to catch on right away. Um, And so then, you know, it's like, well, we'll try this a couple Mm -hmm. times and, you know, it didn't get the traction we wanted. And by a couple of times, I mean twice and, you know, that's not enough. (laughs) Uh, And then they just abandon it and... Yeah. Gotta be a risk taker. That's really all there is to it. <laughs> Easier said than done, but um, 
Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think both of us kind of have a unique perspective having worked in the administrative side of sports um, about just, you know, things that you might see as a fan that you don't realize there's so much work that goes into it, so much thought and planning. And um, these things that become, I mean, you've given the example before of last year with um, the Sooners where, what was it? Someone fell off the wagon or the wagon tipped over, um, at a football game, right? Yeah. 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 Or no, the wagon didn't tip yeah. over. So like the, yep. the wagons coming out, like as they lead out like the team, but one of okay, the yes. like cowboys so on like it, that. like fell off and um, got dragged behind it. It becomes made into a meme that people think is super funny, but then internally in that department, it's this whole crisis that has to be managed and the effects go on for weeks. <laughs> So I think that, you know, we can share some of that kind of stuff and it's kind of, I think it's kind of a funny, funny perspective to have. So, um, all right. So your hot, your lukewarm take, we'll call it that. We'll we'll call it that since you said it, you didn't want it to be your hot take of the week. Thank you. Um, Yes. Um, my hot take of the week is about Jack Johnson's banana pancake song. Um, let's, I know. Most people love that song, but I was at happy hour with my coworkers recently and the place we were at was playing the song and I just, it, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I just can't stand it. It it makes me so mad. Um, (laughs) and so I just, I said, I hate this banana pancake song and immediately heads turned and the rest of the people in the group were like, What? And I said, yeah, I just don't like this song. Um, so unpopular opinion. That's my hot take of the week. But if you were a country music fan, my coworker did tell me that um, Billy Currington has a version of the song. And I listened to it, and I actually really liked it. So um, I'm not out on the, the lyrics in the song itself. I think it's just it's just the Jack Johnson thing. I don't know. So that's my unpopular opinion. Hot take of the week. It's such a jam, though. That song's so good. Yep, so fast. <laughs> I like it. Just is so happy. That's okay. That's, I think yeah. that's why I don't like it. It's too happy. <laughs> and I feel like I'm a like I'm a pretty happy person. I would say I don't feel like I'm really a downer or. Um, I don't have a dark sense of humor. Like, I I don't know what it is. I think it's a similar, the way that I think of that song is similar to how a lot of people think of Pharrell Williams' happy But that's song. also a jam. But there's also a lot of people that really don't like that song anymore. Well, because it was overplayed. But Banana Pancakes, okay, well, I feel like, was never on, like, the radio enough to be overplayed. I guess. I don't know. It's just how I feel. I mean, it is your hot take of the week, so like hot take of the week. Yes, this is where we we share the our feelings that not everyone shares with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is our place and time for it. It is. It's a safe space, and um, it's a it's a good time to share. Um, speaking of things to share about, 
how about we wine about it? What wine are you drinking this week? Uh, so there's a wine that I like. Well, there I like lots of kinds of wine, <laughs> obviously. But um, just to kind of tie into the title of our episode, um, Emily and I love to be very basic. We love to go to happy hours and have wine, and we love sports. So uh, the wine that I have this week the label is really, it looks like it's marketed towards older women, probably. It's called Oyster Bay Sauvignon Blanc, which I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of an old person at heart. So maybe that's why I was drawn to it. But it has really good flavor and it's only like $12. So it's, you know, for us mid 20 something people, it's a good uh, kind of step up where you're not spending a ton of money, but you know, you're like, I deserve more than a $9 bottle of wine this week. So that's what I'm having this week. Uh, what about you? It sounds like you're treating yourself. Treating myself. Yes. <laughs> um, I people self care. You know, yeah, exactly. Like a good bottle of wine is good self care. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of the Chardonnay variety of wine because mm-hmm. um, I'm a very simple woman. And, <laughs> and I really like the butter Chardonnay. Okay. Like that butter brand. A or good label. What, I like whatever that it is. Label. Yes, I'm a big fan of that label. It just is like, it, it pairs well with a nice summer, summer evening. Um, you know, if it's not that, it'll be a nice beer. So as we are sports and corks, most beer does not come with a cork. Um, no. <laughs> a Chardonnay is the cork that I find myself gravitating towards in the summer months right now. All right. That's a good pick. Um, speaking of plugs, do you have anything going on that you want to promote? Shameless personal plugs? I have no shameless personal plugs other than go read all this content that the tailgate society is putting out right now um, with all of the, with college football starting, I will be saying this forever and I'll probably be like, it'll be February. I'll be like, Oh, Hey, you know, like the playoff just happened, but college football is getting yes. ready to start <laughs> months in advance. Um, so go read all that content. We're putting out stuff on so many different things. It's not just sports, but like I think in the coming months, it'll definitely be geared towards sports. We're not an Iowa State uh, website, but we do like Iowa State and the University of Wyoming and Gonzaga. We are a site for all of these teams and every other team in college sports. If the NCAA supports them, so do we. Yes. (laughs) Sanctioned. (laughs) <laughs> do you have any shameless plugs emily Dranka? uh well i guess first of all just go follow the tailgate society on twitter at tgate society uh get those follower numbers up can't remember what the instagram is at the moment uh the at the tailgate society so go follow those accounts uh and then yeah. personal shameless plugs if you live in colorado please uh come to the Give Sports Drive that the Avalanche and Nuggets are hosting. That's going to be on September 7th. It's a Saturday from 9 to noon. And it's in the RAV4 parking lot at the Pepsi Center. So basically what we're doing is collecting uh, new and gently used sports equipment and also bicycles. Because we all know how Coloradans like to ride their bikes. 
And we collect all of these uh, equipment items and then we donate them to a local nonprofit called A Precious Child. And then uh, they distribute all of that stuff to kids in the community who can't afford, their families can't afford the equipment. Or um, they also give scholarships to kids uh, to participate in sports if their parents can't pay the registration fees for like, you know, rec league sports and that sort of thing. So it's a really good cause. And if you come and drop off anything, you'll get a voucher that you can use for two tickets to an Avs or Nuggets preseason game of your choice. So if you're in Colorado, definitely get involved with that. And that is my shameless plug of the week. So basically, if you're in Colorado, you have no reason to not go donate. Like, go help some kids. Everyone wants to be kind of fit in that Denver area, you know, everyone needs new equipment at some point, go donate. And then you have an excuse to go buy yourself those new outdoor voices leggings. Yep. And if you are not really an active person, but you have some stuff, for example, I bought a tennis racket at one point in life. I don't really know why I made that choice, but uh, (laughs) I'll be donating that because I don't enjoy tennis or really most organized sports i love watching them i'll leave participating up to other people so you know if you're like i bought this thing and i decided this sport's not for me just get rid of it and you can go see an avalanche or nuggets game for free in return so that's my plug of the week solid plug solid plug um so with that that's kind of all of the big things that we will be covering um, pretty much every week is like obviously sports and then obviously the corks is a uh, whatever wine. If you have recommendations yes. for wines, our DMS are open and we like to drink <laughs> like tell us what we should be trying and we'll talk ourselves, about it. Uh, entry level sommeliers. So <laughs> if you want to help increase our knowledge. And have wine recommendations slide into those DMs. Uh, I am at Emily Jurenka on Twitter. That's E-M-I-L-Y-J-U-R-E-N-K-A. And Emily Cornell is at Emil Problems, which is E-M-I-L-P-R-O-B-L-E-M-S. Let's see. I successfully spelled problems. So I feel good about that. You did. Um, and do you want to explain how that account name came to be? Yeah. So the Y is silent in Emily for me, uh-huh. I guess. Um, when I was a freshman in college, one of my friends, some she got very drunk and she looked at me and goes, Emil, I'm going to call you Emil. And I think then I was failing a class, which freshman year of college, I absolutely was failing a couple of classes. That's um, what those <laughs> are for, right? Just a W yeah. right there. Put it on the transcript. Ooh, ooh. I, except I sh- did not withdraw from oh. organic chemistry, and I should have. <laughs> and so she was like, that sounds like an Emil problem. That's what you are, Emil problems. Um, and I'm like, yep. that's, that's how the name came about, and it's been that for so many years I can't change it but someone recently was like oh like you bake you could change it to like cupcake Cornell or cookie Cornell and I'm like yeah I'm not gonna sound that soft good god (laughs) too soft too soft 
That's great. That's 12 ply soft. Yeah. So, um, yeah, way too many plies there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, you know, occasionally we might, we might also talk about baking because who doesn't love to eat dessert? Emily Cornell is a great baker. So, oh, thank you. Of course. Um, and we, another topic that we will focus on probably a decent amount is the intersection of sports and dating as we are both young women who have experience working in sports and have knowledge of sports. And it's just interesting how that plays into your personal life, I guess I would say. Yes. It, it makes some conversations very interesting. Um, and we, this is a space, this is a safe space to talk about those very interesting encounters that come with like being a woman who works in sports or being a woman who like goes to a bar and watches a game and like, yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that just because it's, it's just part of life. Like I said at the beginning, like sports impact so many areas of our lives. There's no reason that we can't kind of talk about those other areas while talking about all the wonderful things that are happening in sports and sometimes not so wonderful things, but we, it's not bag dropping season. So we're not super worried about the bad things yet. Not yet. That will come soon. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, oh, it will come basketball season when some teams are performing that you're like, how did this happen? Oh yeah. Little sus, as we like to say. Some of these teams success. Very sus. Yeah. And then come tournament time, extremely sus when a team was very good throughout the season and tanks round one. <laughs> what happened there? Tanks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the coach remains coach. Mm-hmm. 100% shout out to Sean Miller. <laughs> we, Too soon. Yeah, no, no, because he still has a job. That's true. He's, I mean, for now. I don't, for now, that's because we didn't get him for anything yet. Allegedly, allegedly, he did things. Yeah, as we like to say, allegedly. Yeah, we're not trying to get sued, but like no. allegedly, <laughs> some bags were dropped at the University of Arizona. Uh, so, yeah, come come back and listen to our, our hot takes and things about sports. And when we have to use the word allegedly, because that happens often in sports. It does. And uh, if you have any suggestions for topics that you would like to be covered, or if you have questions for us about anything, uh, our DMs are open. We are both public on Twitter. So that is the best way to get a hold of us. At ML Problems and at Emily Jarenka. And we'll put those links in the description of this episode. Yes. So until next week, stay lit. Thanks for joining us.